Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. Folks, we are on the blackest bus in America, the Black Voters Matter bus traveling throughout the South, recreating the 1961 Freedom Rides 60 years ago now believe it or not uh wow time flies we're going to be hearing from some of the freedom riders original freedom riders this week as well as folks in these spaces we're visiting as they talk about voter suppression and why black voters matter latasha brown and cliff albright will be here this week so we'll be hearing from a number of great people on location in some of the cities that we are visiting so stay tuned we are in raleigh north carolina on the bus, the Freedom Ride with Black Voters Matter. Got a couple of North Carolinians out here who want to take a picture. I said, well, you, I'm, to take a picture, we got to be on and come on my show, too. So that's how we, that's how we do it. What's your name, brother? I'm Sayin Jasmine. Sayin. Yes. All right. How are you, brother? I'm all right. How about you? Fine. What brings you out here today? Um, I love justice. Um, I'm actually an organizer for Black Voters Matter. Um, but besides that, I would still be here. You know what I mean? Um, I believe in that our ancestors fought hard, and like somebody has to pick up the mantle, and like I'm one of those people. So if somebody, nobody else is going to do it, I got to do it, you know. So I believe I have responsibility to do right to my people. What about you, sister? What's your name? Brianna Roberts. Where are you from? I'm from Greenville, North Carolina. Now, do you are you a part of Black Voters Matter too? You work for Black Voters Matter? Um, I just support them. You do? Yeah. Why? Why do you support Black Voters Matter? Um, because I just support my people. You know, we. Get, Every voice counts, I believe in. So any effort I can do to support my people, I feel like we have a bigger voice altogether. How do you feel, uh, my brother, about uh, what the Senate did the other night, last night, and and basically, you know, did more to kill our voting rights? No, unfortunately, I'm not shocked. Um, you know, I have 
I think we have I think we have some people we have to vote black and not necessarily and be committed to a party. Um and we have to you know with politics there's really like no permanent friends or no necessarily real permanent enemies. So I think that this is a lesson for us to know like who's actually gonna do this work for us. Um we can trust the party, but we also know that um there's limitations, you know, to to voting and to just the two-party system in, in, in general. Um, I think that 2022 is going to be an important year yeah. to come out and make a difference. We it, almost had it to say early um, in November. We almost had it, but not quite. Is there enthusiasm here in North Carolina around voting and getting out to vote? Um, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. I mean, we're do we're doing a lot better, I believe. Um, you know, thanks to you know Black Voters Matter and other organizations, but. Um, I think we're we're gonna get there. Okay. What are you gonna say, brother? Well, you know, here in North Carolina, we may not have elections this year. It's a good chance. So, but this is a we getting ready for it. We getting ready for it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. 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 This is all preparation. It's practice. All preparation, practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, do you? What do you do for a living? Do you work? Yes, I'm a nurse. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So that's, I mean, it says a lot. I don't want people to hear about people like you. You a nurse, you have a regular job, full-time job and all that. How you make out during COVID, by the way? You you are, you all right? Um, yeah, I'm alive still. Um, that must have been challenging. Yes, yeah, very challenging. Okay. It's been, yeah, very challenging. So so you work throughout the pandemic treating people and everything? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I work closely with, like, people, like, you know, hands-on and um, hospice patients. So. Were you, were you afraid? I was, um, but I get tested twice a week still. Talk to our audience about being, you know, full-time worker and yet taking the time to be involved in this struggle like this. I mean, a lot of folks can't, don't feel like they have the time to do it, don't want to do it. They don't think that they can really afford to do it. Yeah. So you're a nurse. you got a real job. you out here working all yeah. kind of hours. Yeah. So tell, let, let our audience know how you do it, how you came to that decision, how you were able to sustain that activism. Um, like for being here today and yeah everything everything um well i was kind of late but i still wanted to make it you know to support you know black voters matter and my people but um i just do i'm really good at time management um okay. i try to get you know make time for what i can and just just do it <laughs> yeah i just put myself out there and just try to try to at least if i just try and put effort into it I feel like it could be achieved so that's just like my life motto pretty much and you feel like you're making a difference I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's wonderful. Glad to hear that. You good at time management? Yeah. I, I need I need to have you come work for me. I don't. I am. It's hard. I got F. I get F in time management. Thank you, brother, for talking to us, man. No problem. Can I make a quick plug? Of course. And I'm speaking on behalf of Sion Jasmine, not any organization. Um, Daniel Green has been incarcerated for 27 years for a crime he essentially didn't do. There's a moment. It's a movie called Moment of Truth that's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Daniel Green's a good brother. Um, he's changed my life as far as me speaking to someone in prison. Um, and he's a fighter for freedom. Um, so if you get a chance, watch a documentary called Moment of Truth, season one on Amazon Prime. It's a good story, Daniel. And, and women, is he, he's here in North Carolina, right? He's here in North Carolina. You've heard of Daniel Green? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. Right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I admit, I don't know a lot about the case. What was he charged with? He was actually charged with murder. Right, right, um, right. And, um, but he, what he should have been charged with was, was concealing a, a, a corpse, you know, or uh, I guess, what, what do you call the word? 
like when you work with someone committed crime after the fact when someone has passed away. Okay. Um, it's a complicated case. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of people love Mr., um, the Jordan family. I grew up loving the Jordan family. Um, uh, so I don't know how this message may reach, but uh, I think this. I think people should watch the documentary okay. and see a different side um, of justice. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. Sain, like that name. Thank you, Miss Nurse. Continue to take care of those people. Thank you. All right, all right. <laughs> Folks, we're in Rock Hill, South Carolina with David Williamson, Jr. He was a part of the Friendship Nine. You were part of that original sit-in here, correct? Uh, no, I was a senior in high school. The first year, they didn't allow high school in that. So that following year, when I went to Friendship, then we started. That was... Uh, September 1960, and we demonstrated up until January, and then we decided that it wasn't accomplishing anything. That's when we decided to do jail no mayor, go to jail, and try to make a difference. In other words, instead of paying them, let them pay to take care of us. So now this this took place in this neighborhood, right? Yeah, the counter's right up there at the counter. The, they still got the chairs and everything, original counter and stuff there. So that's where it was. And if you go down Black Street about a mile, and that's where Friendship the College was. And if you go that way about two blocks, that'll be where John Lewis got attacked in the Freedom Rider. Yeah. So how's it feel being back out here today in this area, in this neighborhood with the Freedom Riders, this generation of Freedom Riders coming through? Oh man, it make your heart feel good. I mean, to see the young people, you know, we had a lot of help, but like I say, it wasn't mixed. But I tell you what, this would do your heart good. And like I say, people worrying about the future, I, I don't worry about the future more, I see the future. And they're working hard, and they're going to make a difference. Uh, you know, like I say, people try to knock you down, but the more you knock you down, you like the more they get up. The more they get up. So, so that's, that's, that's what I like about it. So you actually, how long, you actually went to jail? Yeah, we was in there for 30 days. Wow, yeah. wow. What was that like? Well, it was hard labor. And, you know, we, what, they have you, what kind of, what they have you doing? We were digging ditches, laying pipes, loading trucks with sand. I go around cleaning the side of the road, you know, the brush back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How did your family feel about that at the time you doing that? Well, when I went to jail, my family didn't know it. But they, they, they came on board. Because, like, every Sunday, people would bring you food. And my mother brought me food, and I know she's okay with it then. Yeah, yeah. Well, God bless you, brother. Thank you for everything Thank you, you did for us, man. Look, man, you keep up your good work on TV. God bless you. I mean, I'll I mean, I be waiting. I said, now, when are you going to talk? Say something, say something, say something. Thank you, brother. Thank you. It's an honor, yeah. man. Thank it's you. It's an honor to meet you, too, man. And uh, this, ain't, this ain't the city we, we knew. See, there's a street. We just a street coming down through there. Okay. Yeah. This, you could go through the, the department store the other side there. But it's like, yeah. yeah. So it's changed a lot. That's because of you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I hope it's, we helped a little bit. We're going to take all the credit. Uh, you deserve most of it, though. You all helped change the world, all right? All right. Thank you, man. Hey, hey, keep it up now. I will, man. I will. You can count on it. Yeah. All right. More MIP after this message.
What up, y'all? It's Torre, author of I Would Die For You, Why Prince Became an Icon. And in just a few weeks, we're going to drop an epic eight-episode podcast about Prince called Who Was Prince, where we talk to his girlfriends, his musicians, his engineers, his managers, all sorts of people who were close to him to find out who he really was. Who was Prince? Find out on June 21st. In the meantime, follow Who Was Prince wherever fine podcasts are streamed. Tell me, audience, your full name, though. I'm Gilda Cobb Hunter. I'm a state legislator here in South Carolina. I represent Orangeburg in the South Carolina House. Wonderful. Glad to have you. What brings you out today? Well, I am here because Black Voters Matter. Uh, Here in South Carolina, we have a lot of work to do as far as turning our state purple, forget blue. But I am so excited that they have chosen to come here and to excite voters. I'm just here because I support what they're trying to do. I'm an organizer, and what I am hopeful that people here will see is that we can do the same thing here in South Carolina. We already have the ingredients here. All we need to do is talk to each other and figure out who's doing what, pool our resources, and work together. If we do that, we will be successful. Give our audience, if you would, a sort of a snapshot of, of what the legislature has been doing lately in South Carolina when it comes to voter suppression. Well, we had a bill in the House that was passed. Uh, It's over in the Senate now. A lot of my colleagues didn't see it as voter suppression. But when you look real close at it, closely at it, what you will see is that any effort to change the makeup of our state election commission to give legislators more authority and control over who gets hired and who is able to serve, that in and of itself is a form of voter suppression. We have, uh, you know, South Carolina was a part of the whole voter ID. I was a part of the group that testified at the three-judge panel, of which Kavanaugh was a part of it, on the whole notion of voter ID. And what the court did was not say our law was good. What they did was change, change it, expand it, so that we could say any, pretty much any rule, any reason, you could vote absentee. One of the things that we failed to do do as a legislature is build upon the turnout and the excitement from the general election in November based on pandemic, on the pandemic and the rules that we um, relaxed so that people could vote absentee. We unfortunately chose not to continue that in the legislature and that's, that's, that's because of who came out to vote. My message though to people, regardless of where you are, I don't believe in agonizing and I believe in organizing. And what we've got to do is have more than one plan. Plan A is H.R. 1 and the John Lewis bill in the event that that does not pass. What we need to be doing in every state around this country is educating voters on whatever the new laws are. Whatever it is we need to do to be able to go and vote, we need to do that. So based on that, I'm sure you're not that overwhelmed by the mansion compromise, which would pretty much put universal vote ID in place and get rid of no excuse absentee. 
What I am in favor of is for added language for the mansion compromise. If we're going to codify voter ID laws, then we need to make sure that we codify language that says any ID will do, whether it's a student ID or hunting license. I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I want to get movement. So I think what we should spend our time on is talking about, okay, if voter ID it's what we've got to fake, got to deal with. Then let's make it as flexible and put. We know what's bad about voter ID, so put it in the law so that it won't affect us. And we've got to keep no excuse absentee voting got to in the keep No excuse absentee voting. I love the idea of voting as a federal holiday. Yeah. We need early voting. There are so many things that we need that's included in HR one. But again. I don't believe in crying over spilled milk, and I believe in having more than one plan. Bottom line is we need to be educating voters on whatever the laws are in your state. Let's start now talking to people about what is going to be needed for them to get in that ballot box. You know, it's, um, it's, it's not about being fair. Life is not fair. Mm. And for black folk, if we ain't learned that, God help us. Thank you for joining us on Make It Plain. You, now they say you the longest, sir. How long have you been in the legislature? No, I am the longest serving member. I've been in the legislature almost 30 years. I'm number one. We've got 124 people in the House. I'm number one out of 124. And I just finished a term as president of the National Black Caucus of State Legislators. NBCSL is, you, you're familiar with us. Yes. Great, great organization. Yes, sir. So, it, as, so you're, the, uh, you're the ranking Democrat in the, in the House? I'm the ranking so are you the minority leader? Is that what you? No, I was minority leader some time ago. Okay. Uh, I am not the minority. I don't have a title. I'm okay. just, I've been around for so long. People just kind of. You don't need one. I don't need a title. Because you know what? Here's the thing, brother. And you know this as well <laughs> as I do. I'm into power, yeah. not position. And you have to know the difference between the two. That's a word right there. Just saying. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. God Thank you for you. what you do. Please keep making it plain. Thank you so much. Thank right. you. I'll do my best. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. All right. More MIP after this message. Tell, tell us your name, brother. Brother Craig Conwell. Uh, and and you would you would just let our audience know where you say you know me from or remember me from. I. When you was a student at Howard University, I was a student at South Carolina State University. Okay. And you were a student activist at Howard, and I was a student activist at SC State. Okay, okay. And I kept up with you all all the time. Well, I was probably, what year would that, that would have been in the 90s, right? That was in the late 80s. Okay, so I was actually at Howard. I was over there all the time. I was at UDC. Okay, you said Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. I, but you, you had the activism part, right? Yes, sir. What brings, you, what, brings you, what brings you out here today? Come here to support the effort that Black Voters Matters are doing out here in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a part of an organization called Vision Walkers here in South Carolina on the ground. And we have a lot of young brothers and sisters from very marginalized and disenfranchised communities. And we've got them politically activated and motivated and inspired to make sure that we hold ourselves accountable and the, and the politicians accountable that, we, that come to represent us. Are you waking the community up in terms of this voter suppression issue? Oh, definitely. Definitely that. And the young people involved in that, they're, they're mobilized behind that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. We're going to change some things here in South Carolina. We're not going to let things go on as usual. And that should be across the country as well. Yeah. One of the problems that we're having, Mark, is that we as black men, we have to become more involved in what's going on. Yeah. We have a responsibility and duty as men to make sure our communities are served, protected, and respected 
look, we've been laying down on our job. Our women are on the move. That's right. We got to right. get on the move, brother. That's right. We got to right. make stuff happen. And you went to South Carolina State, right? Yes, sir. Now, um, uh, uh, did you play ball? Yes, sir, I did. I'm looking at you. You played football, didn't you? Yes, sir, I, did. I know that's right. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I just want you to know I'm so proud of you, brother. Over the oh, years, thank you, I've brother. watched you since our college years. I've watched you interview some great leaders, the Minister Farrakhan, Red Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, and you always are fair in how you interview your, your people. You thank you, brother. So you, you're doing a fair job. You're very balanced. I'm just proud of you, brother. Thank you, brother. Doing, I'm proud of you, you too, man, for all the work you're doing, man. Well, I'm going to keep doing it, brother. That's what we were born for. Yes, sir. Good to see you, my brother. Bless, Bless your heart. Bless all right. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. And young lady, what's your name? Well, I guess I can talk with the thing. Jelaine Frierson. And what, what, what brings you out today? Um, I got the thing on the email, and I wanted to see what was going on. Um, I didn't expect all this. I'm pleasantly surprised. So you're glad to see people out organizing and mobilizing? Yes, yes, yes. And I hope everybody out here is registered. Either people are registering people to vote. Are, are you finding that people you know are keeping up with what's going on in terms of voter suppression? Yes, people I know, yeah. Because most people I know are involved with politics. Can you tell about the yeah. study that we were involved in? About well, you can tell. Okay. What's your name, ma'am? My name is Beverly Diane Fryers, and I'm her sister. Oh, sister's here. Yes, indeed. You say you, you were part of a study? Right, I'm the yeah, I'm a, the executive committee man, a woman for the Richland County Democratic Party, and we have a group called the North Richland Dems, and we did an in-depth study of Stacey Abrams' playbook and her book and a discussion, and my sister did a what is it something on voter registration project, yeah. So we're intricately involved, along with Deborah Breedlove, because she's always involved too. Yeah, I know. I just talked to her, but I know she's involved. Oh, yes, indeed. So, so in terms of what did, what did you gain, what did you glean from the Stacey Abrams book and all of that? Well, first of all, the progress that we make is not instantaneous. It's a process. Some people often ask, well, why can't we just duplicate what Stacy did? We have to understand she's been working in the vineyard really since she was a teenager, and she has an organization, a movement, and again, you can glean some of the things that she has done and you can um, attempt to make them work in your community but you also have to tweak it to fit your particular community and it has to be a process yeah, it's not, it's not instantaneous no, yeah, not it takes years how do you two i'll ask you the same question i asked sister Bree love how do you two feel about your uh, your two senators here <laughs> everybody look like that when i ask that question I, I, you know what? Seriously, I think one of them, you know, maybe, maybe there's a possibility, you know, that if he gets on his knees and, and, and we pray for him, you know, Corey continues to talk to him. You know, he, you know, there's hope. You know, he might be converted. Maybe he needs to get stopped by the police, maybe two or three more times or something. I don't know. And, and, you know, you know, I, I, I put, you know, when the Pope came. And was it Boehner yeah. left? Yeah. We don't know what the Pope said to him, but it must have been something. Maybe the, somebody <laughs> could talk to him and, you what, know, what, there's always hope. Well, that's one it's senator. What, a, what about the other senator? What do you think about the other one? Brother Lynn's, I, 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 I did not call him a sister. I did not, I didn't Woo! go there. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm nice. I'm, I'm a good sister. Um, Lindsay changes like the wind blows. Right, right, right. And um, Lady back G. Back to Tim. Oh, no, that was not nice. That, but no, this was his name. Well, that's well, his nickname. Well, 
the thing of it is, you know, I'm going back to Tim. I cannot give him a pass because he has remained. I know, but I, I just thought about it. You know, he has remained silent too often, too many times for us to forgive him. The one thing I'm very optimistic about, we have two brilliant African-American females vying for the seat that, that Tim, I know, I'm just trying to transition. That was not so there's question. hope, there's hope for the, there's hope, there's hope for I South Carolina. For him, and you know, he yeah, gets stopped, maybe, maybe he gets, needs to be stopped and they don't know who mm -hmm. he is and you know, he, he could, you know, one question you have not asked, you know how, Biden is attempting to get this bipartisanship going. I think he needs to catch a hint and realize the Republicans don't give you know what about us and forget about that and let's just go ahead and take care of business right now. Obama made the mistake, in my opinion, of trying to wait too long for bipartisan cooperation. It's not coming. It's not coming. It's not coming. They're not very generous with it. Oh, no, not at all. I want to thank both of you sisters for speaking to me today on Make It Plain. Welcome. Both are amazing. I appreciate your being here in our beautiful state. And you're right. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.